Well, I guess by now you could call him a pretty good friend of the show. This is my fourth time getting to interview Tracy Lawrence and his second time on the Honky Tonk Time Machine. Tracy, welcome back to the show, and thanks for being a part of it once again. Thanks for having me, Glenn, man. Looking forward to it. Anytime you want to talk, I'm going to make time for you, Tracy. It's always been a pleasure talking to you over the years. And really, the main reason we're talking today, and, and our time is short because you have several interviews set up over the next hour or so, but the main reason we're talking is that you have a new song out on the radio. People have been listening on K103. It's called When the Cowboy's Gone. Loving the way it sounds on our air. I know you co-wrote the song. Tell us a little bit about it. You know, uh, the idea was brought to me by my co-writers, Carson Chamberlain and Wyatt McCubbin, and I felt real blessed to be a part of it. Uh, we've written quite a few things, but this one, this one's really special. I, I just think it's got such a great message that fits the time and place we're in right now. I think we all want some normalcy to come back, you know, and I, I think the reality of it is we are kind of in trouble when we see the image of that cowboy gone. And it's not so much about the guy in the hat. It's, it's the image of right and wrong. I mean, I think there's such a gray area right now. It, it's so hard to tell what's right and what's wrong. There's so many different perspectives and so many people manipulating the influence. And, you know, I just, I, it'd be great if we could get back to a simpler time where it was all really easy to understand, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The world could use a few more cowboys right about now. Well, I'm telling you what, man, some guys with some upright integrity, we could sure use a whole bunch of them. No doubt about that. So uh, when I listen to the song, it, it kind of takes me back a little bit. It, it reminds me of some of your old stuff as far as the sound goes. Was that by design? Did you kind of want to, you know, take that style back to, I guess, uh, the good old days? <laughs> uh, you know, it was a big part of the conversation. And uh, the guy that I co-produced this record with, Julian King, we, we worked on uh, uh find out who your friends are. I mean, paint me a Birmingham. He was the engineer on a lot of that stuff that James Stride produced over the years. And Julian and I have done quite a few projects together since Stride kind of retired and, and, uh, and got out of the business. Uh, but I, I love the way the guy works. I mean, we've got a history, a 30 year history together. He was actually the second engineer on sticks and stones all the way back at the beginning of my career. So I've known him basically my whole musical life. Um, and, and we did talk about, uh, you know, loosening things up and not over compressing things as heavy as the contemporary sound was. Uh, the hardest part for me was I, I was, I looked around publishing companies and tried to find music for this album. And I, the songs I was being pitched were, were either, uh, things that I'd been pitched several years ago or they were so contemporary pop country, bro country stuff that I just, uh, I wound up writing the bulk of this record myself because I couldn't find what I was looking for. And I think that had a lot to do with making this record more personal too, is that I wrote so much of the stuff on this album. And the record, by the way, is called Made in America. It's available now. You can find When the Cowboy's Gone on it. And I was actually just looking through the credits on there. And yeah, I saw your name on like most of the songwriting, but I also saw another name that I was interested in. I saw Chris Stapleton was in on writing one of those songs. Am I right? Yeah, that was actually the only outside song that I brought in. And I just love the message of that because I was that kid that took off on the road and, and went out and tried to make my own way. And, and I found this. It was actually strange. Sean Camp was one of the co-writers on it. And, and I had gone to one of the publishing companies where a friend of mine runs. And, uh, and I, and, and I had asked, cause I knew Sable, I mean, I knew Sean Camp had written there years ago. And I said, just let me, give me a bunch of stuff from Sean and put it on a CD for me. And I found this song. It was a work tape. It, they didn't even do a demo on this song. And it was, it was Chris Stapleton singing it and them playing a the guitar, just sitting in a room, uh, by themselves. 
and I thought it was really cool, and I pulled my guitar out, and I actually wrote all the lyrics out, and I kind of worked it up by myself to kind of see how it fit me. And I wound up having to track Sean Camp down to get the okay to cut it because the publisher that pitched it to me didn't even have the publishing on that song. So it was really weird how it got to me. Uh, but I'm really proud of it, and I think it's just such a great traditional piece of music on the record, and I love what the message of what the song was about. It's just really special. That's really cool. Again, the single, When the Cowboy's Gone, we're going to play that to close out the interview. The album is called Made in America, and several ways you can actually pick that up, whether it's physical copies or downloads, right? Oh, yeah, and Amazon, uh, and it is. it does have some physical distribution out there in places. Of course, you can order physical stuff off, the, uh, off of Amazon and any of those digital outlets, but... Uh, it's streaming on Spotify and, and Apple and all that stuff. It's pretty much everywhere you get music from these days. You can find it if you look for it. Make sure you look for it. Another thing I wanted to bring up while I got you, Tracy, is that um, you're probably aware of this, that this week is the 25-year anniversary of Texas Tornado making it to, to number one, exactly 25 years this week. Wow. You know, I did not know that. Thank you for sharing that with me. That's some good information that I need. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's 20, awesome. Yeah, 25 years this week. Obviously, a big record. We're going to play that this weekend, too. Uh, where does that rank in your list of favorite songs? You know, it's definitely in my top five. Uh, you know, I uh, the guy that wrote uh, Time Marches On was actually the writer of that song as well. So those are two really big marquee songs for me. You know, it was always amazing to me that that kid, that, that particular song, uh, it it, it it attracted a lot of young people back when that song was hot, when it was working its way up the charts. I don't know if it's because mamas told their kids that their room like a, looked like a tornado hit it or something, or that <laughs> told their children they were little Texas tornadoes or whatever, but kids loved that song when it came out. It probably impacted the younger generation more than any other song that I've ever had. You know, it's funny you mentioned Time Marches On because this week is also the 24-year anniversary of that song hitting number one. So it was exactly one year later that you had another one there at the top of the charts. <laughs> what a big record that was, man. That That is one of my favorite things of all the records that I've had, and I've been blessed with some big ones. But I, I, I think it's, as far as the lyrical content, I think that is the strongest written song of anything that I recorded in my career. It just just the, the way that Bobby Braddock crafted that, being able to talk about the multiple generations and being able to, to, to tie all that stuff together and paint that picture with words has just always impressed me how well crafted that song was. I brought my mom with me to your concert in Hillsboro, Missouri, when I got to introduce you on stage. And when you said, hey, is there any sexy grandmas out there? And everybody was pointing at my mom. <laughs> that was one of my best moments I remember from any concert I've ever been to. That's awesome, man. <laughs> And I'm not just saying it because you're on with me right now, but you've always been one of my favorite artists. I've got all your songs. I know most of them by heart. And then getting a chance to meet you a few years ago and introduce you on stage, get my picture taken with you. You sound my cowboy hat. You've been nothing but cool with me in every interaction that we've ever had. But that being said, I want to know who your favorite artist is. You know, the two big ones for me early on were uh, George Strait and Merle Haggard. I mean, I, I remember, you know, learning to play guitar, basically, to Merle Haggard. When George Strait hit the scene... You know, I just, I love that Texas sound. I love the, the fiddles and, and the way that all that early stuff was tracked. I mean, all the way back to Unwound and just for whatever crossed your mind. And, you know, of course, the Fireman and, and the Chair. I mean, he had so many great records back in the day. And, and I started playing little jamboree halls and stuff when I was about 14, playing with live bands and stuff. And that was, 
that was kind of my go-to stuff. And then the Randy Travis was out. So there was a lot of those guys in the early 80s, early to mid-80s that were really influential on me. How about some of the guys and girls who are going right now? Is there anybody who's current that you like listening to? You know, I'm a, I'm a huge Luke Combe fan. Uh, I met Luke before his career actually popped and, and got to hang out with him some. He actually sang on If the World Had a Front Porch on my duet album, the mm-hmm. project before this one. And I'm just so proud for him, man. He's done really well for himself, and he's one of those guys that has just broken through all of. He's just got such a big, powerful voice, man. It's just, it's great to see. And he's, you know, he's he's traditional country, but he leans more toward the aggressive rock side more so than he does the pop country, which I like that sound a lot better too, personally. He did an awesome job on your Good Old Days album, and uh, Tracy, I know you got to run, but I really appreciate you coming back on and doing this again. Thanks, Glenn. Appreciate you, but hope to see you soon, man.